This episode of the podcast is brought to you by dyeing your hair the exact same color and seeing if anyone notices. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast where we're each other's sidekicks. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to do our top five favorite supporting characters. Of all time. Of all time. Nah, I can't say that because there's definitely so many characters that I just did not think of. And I was like, I was trying so hard and I feel like I could only think of like characters that I've seen like in the last like 10 years. Yeah, right. Like, I was <laughs> I was actually going through like our list of films that we've done and I was like what fucking side characters are in here? Yeah. Like trying to figure it out. And then of course too, my number 1, I had that aha moment of like, oh fuck me, of course. Well, how could I forget? Duh. Dude. Duh. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have at least one overlap, probably 6. I don't of, think so. We're, we're going to have six overlaps out of the five that we're doing. <laughs> I I think I did a good job of like just picking like very obscure ones. Ah, I did not. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this is your episode. So I'll start. So you will start. And then I'll finish. Yes. No, you finish I don't usually. I how this works. We'll, 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 get, back we'll get to the end eventually. Uh, so number five, Hit Girl. Yeah, I thought about her. Yeah, like I don't know, like with the, with Kickass. From Kickass, like, yeah, it obviously from Kickass. She was just like this one character where like it it was so weird because she's less of a sidekick or a side character really, and more of like that supporting. Nicholas Cage is kind of like the side character. Yeah, for Hit Girl, and I kind of like him more than mm-hmm. her, sort of. Big Daddy. Yeah. I do too, but like Hit Girl, just because she had like this huge character arc of like, oh, my dad died, and now like I've become more badass. <laughs> where like I can, and then at the end where it's like, okay, I have a friend now, I have somebody to rely on. Yeah. And then that carries over into the second movie where like she just is the most legitimate badass in the film. Dude, that second movie is not good. No. It's so you can call me the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the one fun thing from it yeah but honestly like that movie was so disappointing we should mm-hmm. do we should do most disappointing sequels of all time <laughs> there's quite a few <laughs> yeah there's a lot of them um but yeah i thought about hit girl and i thought about big daddy too as like as a character i was like oh maybe but i don't know i just decided that i didn't i didn't find them i don't know mm-hmm. i didn't uh, i don't know fuck yeah. you <laughs> I, I have nothing to say I don't that's know. fair but uh that's a good choice mm-hmm. i think so uh, my number five is a character that uh, I don't even think half the people realized who was actually playing him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is Les Grossman from Tropic Thunder, played expertly by, by Tom Rob- Cruise. Yes. So. So I, yeah. yeah you know what I'm talking on. about? Yeah, I know. The bald dude. Yeah, he's so gross and looking. he's so thick. Well, he's <laughs> he's one of two people that like really disguise themselves in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And you know the other one. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> a little odd. <laughs> but, um, so he is, he honestly makes that movie for me. Mm-hmm. He is so funny and so that shit crazy. <laughs> the dance at the end. Dude, yeah, the <laughs> dance at the end is absolutely ridiculous and so funny. Mm-hmm. And he is just constantly screaming mm-hmm. and constantly yelling. 
and he's just got such funny one-liners and like zingers and gotems. And I'm like, I can't help but just love him as a character. I always remember at the very end where like he's got his assistant and he's like, you know what, man, I couldn't have done this without you. And he's like, really sure, sir? He's like, no, I definitely could have done this without you. I'm <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> like, he's just got like that I don't give a shit attitude. He thinks he's God's gift to Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's so gross looking. Uh, and obviously his last name is Grossman. It yeah. just makes sense. Uh, but less Grossman. But less, yeah, less Grossman. <laughs> Um, and he's just a character that I think is just really, really fun. And again, I, I remember being like, Tom Cruise in that movie was great. Everybody would be like, who's Tom Cruise? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, and I'll explain it. And they're like, that was Tom Cruise? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always fun to see like uh, actors just melt into the role yeah. and like become unrecognizable. Yeah. Like same thing too with like what we just mentioned with Kick-Ass too. Like nobody remembers Jim Carrey in that film. Oh, and Kick-Ass too, right? Yeah, he was like mm-hmm. the military guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, fuck yeah. Like, when people can just, like, melt into it, yeah. it's fun. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number four pick, which now that I'm thinking about it, we might have, like, some overlap at some point. <laughs> um, my number four pick is, while I didn't like the film, Cliff from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's my number four. God damn it. Okay. So we're on. <laughs> you're like, Let's just have an open discussion. You're about like, it. they're so obscure. <laughs> <laughs> well, two of them are. <laughs> so, yeah, Cliff. Cliff Booth from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood absolutely arguably, makes that movie. Arguably the better of the two. Oh, yeah. But see, I don't know, but I don't know. I guess arguably cuz my I talked to I, I talked about once about a time in Hollywood about my uh to my dad. And my dad was like 110. He's like everyone's talking about Brad Pitt, but he was like Leonardo DiCaprio was so much better. Oh yeah. Well, I was like, "Oh, okay. I don't know. I think Cliff was better." I just a, I, I thought like was they focused on him a little bit more too. On Cliff? Yeah, like especially too with like him with the girl and like him going to the fucking the commune of like Marilyn Manson. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, not Marilyn Manson. Fucking <laughs> As the singer. <laughs> Charles. Yes, Charles, Charles Manson. Manson. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet dreams are made of this commune. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a cover. All right. Anyway. Yeah, anyways. um, Yeah, like just him like going there and just becoming a complete badass, especially too when they... They put the knife in his tire and like he beats the guy up <laughs> yeah, to yeah. fucking change the tire. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he has the best scenes in that fucking movie. Plus, he has a far. bulldog. He's got a he's got an awesome bulldog. Mm-hmm. He's again he's got like this like oh I'm like he he knows he's just he is the definition of fucking cool. Yes, you know, and especially too like him just high as fuck at the end and just murdering <laughs> everyone. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, plus he murders half the Manson family. Yes. So that's, you know. But Leonardo DiCaprio did come in with the flamethrower. He so. did. He did. So it the scale has been tipped both ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, man, we got to do that movie cuz I don't know. I I think you might like that movie if you rewatch it. <sighs> now that you know what it is, I feel like and I you would know too. that it's a hangout movie and it's and it the film literally doesn't have a plot. No, I know. And I feel like I I would probably like I don't know like I just went in thinking like so much differently from yeah. the film and but now that you know what it is honestly man it's so beautifully shot mm-hmm. the sets are incredible the music is incredible Bruce Lee getting thrown into the door is also awesome. oh, hilarious uh, I mean there's just so much about that movie to love mm-hmm. but you just have to know that it's a hangout movie so you can't you're gonna get to a point if you're watching that movie with somebody who like has never seen it. 
you're going to get halfway through and then they're going to be like, what's this movie about? <laughs> and you're going to be like, exactly. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was just it where it's like, I just went in thinking there was going to be a plot knowing Tarantino yeah. and then like there being nothing. It's like, this is weird. Yeah. So I don't know. I, but yeah, I mean, Cliff Booth had, had to make it in, into mine cause he's just so cool. Yeah. And, uh, and he's a, he's a dope ass hippie. Mm-hmm. Well, now you get your number three. Okay. So, uh, keeping it with Tarantino, uh, Dr. King Schultz from Django. Yep. Um, just the most charismatic supporting character I've ever seen in a film. Just the way that he comes in immediately on that beautiful horse and buggy with a tooth on it. <laughs> and just has this great five-minute monologue before releasing Django and taking like him to ascertain he's like speak English <laughs> goddammit <laughs> and then later on too with like the the Ku Klux Klan members oh, and it's so good and him putting the dynamite in the tooth and saying Avita saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> just shooting it yeah Cal I mean um uh Dr. Schultz by far is is one I, there's so many characters I love in that movie um mm-hmm. uh, but King but Schultz is like so just like you said he's just so likable mm-hmm and so just because and he's likable because he's such a good guy. Yeah. Like he he doesn't see like Django for how it is during the times. Like yeah. he sees him as like a normal person and that's how it should have been. And he really like just helps him and like brings him under his wing and teaches him the way of murdering people for money. Yeah. He's a <laughs> he's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um but he's great. He's he's a great uh he's a great supporting character. My third is also from Django and Chain and that is Calvin Candy. Yeah, would you say Leo? Would you say that he's yeah? I mean, yes, because he's got he's such a giant chunk of that movie. Yeah, and the and the entire the entire plot is based upon him holding Broomhilda. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like the difference too between like the idea of side character and supporting character. Yeah, like really, so like you're building the story with this person, right? And um, he absolutely is such an integral role in this in that film that he's he, and he's incredible. Look, he's he's a despicable, mm-hmm. hateful man, and that's why we put him. But in our- you can't deny that he's so. He's, such, he's, he's so, so good. He's, he's so, so good. He's so charismatic. And that's the thing, too, is like we put him in our top five villains. Yeah. Because he's just such a good villain. He's too. such a good villain. And he's such I think he, I do think that he's a he's a great supporting character. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like you, you wouldn't have he the, the film would not hold the weight that the film holds in uh, Tarantino's filmography mm-hmm. if Calvin Candy was not played expertly by Leo and was not written incredibly by Tarantino. That's why like it's stuff like this where it's like it 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 baffles me sometimes how DiCaprio didn't win more Oscars than he did. Yeah. Like he definitely should have won for supporting character in that. It's so good. I mean fuck, like his debut, he should have won something for what's eating Gilbert Grape. What he, what's eating but Gilbert Grape is such a good movie. He, again, great supporting character. Yeah, like great. fuck the movie would not be the same without him like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's I I don't know. It, it's kind of strange that he that that he that he went so long without it and then he got it for the revenant out of all of them. Like not the Wolf of Wall Street. Not too. the Wolf of Wall Street, not for Django. I mean not not for catch me if you can like mm-hmm. that's so good like there's so many incredible performances from him and it's i mean look this this is like beating a dead horse but it really is so strange like yeah 
it almost feels like it got to a point where like the academy like knew that people were like oh leo leo like you know he's mm-hmm. he's not we know ne- he never gets one and they were like yeah let's just keep it that way yeah like it almost like builds up a better reputation for him for the guy who's chasing it rather than the guy who's won it. Yeah, because I honestly don't think... I mean, like, listen, it was a great performance mm-hmm. in, in The Revenant, but yeah. I mean, like... It's not the oscar it's a fi- one. It's a physical performance, mm-hmm. which, like, is great, but I mean... A lot of it was CGI, too. <laughs> <laughs> like the bear. Well, well, yeah, the bear was CGI, obviously. No, Leonardo got really... <laughs> <laughs> really mauled. Hey, fucking Lou Ferrigno can do it. So can Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's so strange that he went so long, but I mean, he got one finally, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, Leo doesn't come across to me as a guy who's like, who's like doing it for the, uh, doing it for the, the, the nomination and the award. He's doing it just because he loves it. Yeah. And he's like, I'm also only going to date 20 year olds. <laughs> but you know what? You can do that when you're a great actor. Yeah. All right, so my number two pick. Ooh, boy. Uh, moving along quite fast in this. <laughs> uh, my favorite performance by John Goodman is Walter from The Big Lebowski. It, yeah. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of character that he brings to this film and the amount of one-liners that people know from this film because of him. Amazing. He brings, like, this crazy energy throughout the entire film. He's always got a gun on him. Yes. It's like, was he really in the military, or was he just lie about that? (laughs) It's Shurma Shama. (laughs) (laughs) I don't pay my taxes. I don't go outside. I don't drive a car. I don't ride in a car. And I sure as shit don't fucking roll. (laughs) (laughs) He takes bowling so seriously. Market zero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he almost shoots a guy for it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, this is what happens, Larry. Yeah. Oh, like, he's just... It's my favorite performance by him because he just literally, at some points, eclipses Jeff Bridges in the film. What about uh, him in, um, whatchamacallit, in uh, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane? Did you forget yeah. about that? No, I... Because he I, is really good in that movie. He is, and he, he... It showed that, like, as he got older, he could do, like, a better range of everything. Yeah. Because um, obviously, like, early on, he was more of, like, the comedy act. Roseanne. Yes, exactly. Uh, but, like, he really, towards the later half of his career, like, he really showcased that, like, he can do, like, a lot of different things. Um, and that was one of them, because he was, he was great in that film, too. Because mm-hmm. he played this crazy, kind of, like, serious guy who you don't know if it's all bullshit outside, and he's just, like, this weird murderer, or, like, he actually is trying to save this girl. Yeah. And we talked about it in the episode where it's, like, it, it, he made like a very compelling character yeah he's great but walter is always that one that i go back to with him yeah i like i like him a lot in that movie too um my number two obviously has to be eli from there will be blood Mm -hmm. played by paul dano absolutely um he is incredible in that movie he is the acting capability, it, it's very rare, in my opinion, that an actor stands up to the plate and and is almost as good as Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, too, is like, because Paul Dano at the time, like, he wasn't that popular. He had, like, mean. Little Miss Sunshine under mm-hmm. his belt, which was like, okay, that was like a fun, quirky movie. Um but I mean, yeah, I mean, every I, I think that at that time, if if you ask if 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 it, you talk to anybody about a general movie goer, mm-hmm. 
Like, what's your favorite Paul Dano performance? They'd be like, who the fuck is Paul Dano? Exactly. <laughs> like, maybe they'll know him from There Will Be Blood, but that's it. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, he really, like you said, like, he stepped up to the plate and he, he fucking went toe-to-toe with Daniel Day-Lewis, who is one of the best method actors ever. He, listen, people, and people still talk shit about Paul Dano in that movie where, like, I've I've heard other directors or writers talk about how just, like, you know, they're like, listen, like, yeah, like, Paul Dano does a good performance in that movie, but, I mean, he's nothing like Daniel Day-Lewis in that mm-hmm. movie. And it's like, okay, yeah, but Daniel Day-Lewis has 25 years on the guy mm-hmm. and has been doing it for so long and, and whatever. Like, he absolutely steps up to the plate, and it does not feel like a lesser actor is um, on the opposite side of Daniel Day-Lewis in that film. And, and the character of Eli being this God-fearing man who literally believes that he is the vessel for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and he literally is trying to create a, I don't want to say a cult, but it basically it's is a kind cult. of a cult. <laughs> it's, it's a church cult. <laughs> <laughs> uh and and it, it, he is just that movie. The character of Eli. That movie would not be nearly as good mm-hmm. as it is if it wasn't for Eli. Yeah, because you would have had no real like driving force. Yeah, you wouldn't have an antagonist. And 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 granted, you know, the film is is a great just like you know American story. Like a great like hey, this is a true American thing that's happening where this guy started from nothing and and built up a built a business and now he's a millionaire like it's it's a great story but having having the the religious aspect come into it and and the constant arguing and the hatred that they have for one another Mm -hmm. but they kind of need each other in a way it's 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 what keeps them both they keep each other going and and it's on it's unlike uh uh anything else yeah now down to my number one this is, was the aha moment. This was like the. This is gonna be. It's got to be the same. If, if we don't. If if your aha moment isn't my my number one, then problem. I really don't think that. Okay. It's the same. It's probably not. Then go ahead. Uh, Han Solo. Fuck you. Fuck you. Harrison Ford. <laughs> fuck like fucking. Look at him. Look at him. He is the coolest. Yeah, he's cool. Supporting no, he's character. Cool. He's cool. Like he literally. Made you not think about Luke Skywalker. Yeah. You only cared about him and Chewie, and he had his own fucking supporting character. I, you know, that was the movie that, like, really, like, made, like, that was, like, his first, like, real, real breakout role. And, yeah. pr- and prior to that, he was just, like, he was, like, it's funny, I learned about that. Like, he became a, he was, like, trying to be an actor. He graduated, like, college or whatever, mm-hmm. goes goes to try to become an actor, and, like, it's just not working out for him for, like, years and years and years. So then he's, like, well, I'll just uh, become a carpenter. <laughs> so he becomes, so he, he has, he knows nothing about carpentry, mm-hmm. but he becomes a carpenter, like, for the stars, right? Okay. And, and it's so funny because people who were talking about it were, like, I remember him coming to my house and and like like him like repairing shit and he was literally reading a carpentry book in one hand <laughs> and then trying to fix it in the, and like holding his hammer in the other hand trying to fix shit. Uh and then it ended up happening where he was like listen there's like a thing that's going on uh, there's there's a role that's like kind of like going out there and uh it's not really like an open like role but uh they they need somebody to just like do like line reading so you should do it. So he like shows up and the the director's like, 
listen, you're not getting hired, so just read the lines. Like, don't act. Just read the lines. Mm -hmm. So he gets, like, all pissed off, and he's, like, so dry about it, and he's, like, angry, and he starts reading the lines. And he was fucking... He was reading for Han Solo. Yeah. And George Lucas was like, don't read the lines like an actor. And then by the end of it, George Lucas was like, all right, I I want you. Yeah. Oh, I thought he also went in for Luke at one point, too. I don't know. I I know he did. I know the weird story about... um, uh, Freddy Krueger, I forget his name, Robert. Yeah, Robert something. I don't know. Wow, that really hurts me. Um, <laughs> it's not Robert Kirkman. It, hurt, it hurts him that he doesn't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he went for Luke Skywalker too. But um, but yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, like Han Solo is just like that guy where it's like he's just so revered as like this badass, cool guy that like in this world of space wizards, he is the man with the gun and the girl. Yeah. And it was just kind of like. Man, like you really, you really captured something with him. It bothers me that he just hates being a part of it. I know, like he he identifies way more with Indiana Jones than he does with Han Solo, and I'm like, yeah, like yeah, Indy's cool, like he's smart and strong, and he gets the girl, but like, <laughs> like Han Solo is just what everybody knows him for, and that was like your breakout role, like why. Why, why can't do you, you hate it so Why much? can't you just love it Yo, like we he do? Just, he just, like, you just watch interviews with him and he just hates it. Mm-hmm. You can tell that he just doesn't want to be there or talk about <laughs> it. And it's so apparent and he just doesn't try to hide it at all. That's why he wanted so badly in, like, the the later movies to just be killed off. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. What, what's your problem, Harrison Ford? <laughs> Let's talk it out. <laughs> all right. Um, I have a tie between mm-hmm. my number one. Um... So, Heath Ledger's Joker has to be in there. Yeah. Because Heath Ledger's Joker is, in my opinion, one of the greatest portrayals of a character ever. And also, the man behind it just putting his all into it. Yeah, and making that movie... When you have a character that is written so well, an actor that ha- that does such a good job, that it makes everybody forget that the movie really isn't that good, <laughs> that's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know I get a lot of people that get pissed off about me about saying that The Dark Knight isn't that good, but I promise you, it's really not that, that good. <laughs> it's okay. But Heath Ledger's performance in that fucking movie mm-hmm. is incredible. And every time that he comes onto the screen... There is almost no other character that I can recall that has had such a cultural impact on film, and everybody and their mother was talking about the Joker when that movie came out. And I think too, like people what, got tattoos. Yep, it, he was. Why so serious was such a thing for the longest time. Yeah, I think too, like unfortunately, his death definitely added to the character a little bit more Mm -hmm. where it's like okay this was his last like full feature length film before he died yeah and it's like this was him putting his heart and soul into a character one last time and i think that's what resonated with so many people was that like you had one final performance from a method actor who really decided like i'm going all in with this i'm making this character work i'm adding my own shit i mean and, and when you listen to the stories of like what he did oh, like yeah. locking himself in a motel room and creating a, and like writing a journal and as the joker mm-hmm. and and the 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 voice that he came up with which is a really good impersonation of what's his name tommy waits 
Mm-hmm. If, you listen, if you know Tommy Waits, he's like a singer songwriter. If you listen to like an interview, he literally just sounds exactly like Heath Ledger's Joker. Uh, and the the mannerisms, the licking of the lips, mm-hmm. the the makeup the on his over. yeah, the makeup on his fingertips because he applies it himself, and like all of that stuff. I mean, there, in my opinion, it's literally like one of the greatest characters to ever be put onto screen. And again. A supporting character that eclipses the main actor. Oh, absolutely! And main character. Absolutely. Who gives a shit about Batman in that movie? Who cares? <laughs> it's, all for, it's all for Joker. It it is. It's one hundred and ten percent. And I mean, that's why I say that the movie isn't nearly as good. Is because when you watch The Dark Knight, when the Joker's not on the screen, you're not actually paying it. You're on your phone. You're just like scrolling at that point. You're just like, listen, uh, whatever. And then Joker comes on, and you're like, oh, it's incredible. Yeah. And it is. And you're hanging on every word he says. Oh, too. it's so fucking good. Um. And I really, really just want to, I guess, I guess it's not a tie, but I, I really wanted to do an honorable mention for Fletcher from Whiplash, mm-hmm. um, J.K. Simmons character. He was, he was, I was, I was teeter-tottering because I didn't want to do like another like honorable mention, but like he, if I was going to, he was on it. He's so good in that movie. He uh, makes the film where it's like you have somebody to really like drive it home where, okay, this guy needs to fucking do better. Yeah. Not my fucking tempo. Yeah. Not my <laughs> fucking tempo. Uh, so yeah, J.K. Simmons. Uh, portrayal of Fletcher in that movie is really, really is just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I wanted to shout out Wilson from uh, Castaway. Yeah, again, <laughs> honorable mention. <laughs> movie wouldn't have been the same without a volleyball yep. with a face on it. Yep. Um, but yeah, so those are those are all our characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that there are some deep cuts that we definitely like did not get into, um, and and some like characters that we just completely forgot about but i i don't know man i just could not remember like shit um doc from back to the future he's fun mm-hmm. he's he's a good time yeah he's, he's an honorable mention for me <laughs> <laughs> um, all right cool zach what movie are we doing next well let me tell you my recommendation Uh-oh, first let me, let me let I me always forget them you always, always forget works. my recommendation so listen here you little shit wow i when i went to salem a couple of weeks back you already recommended Salem. I'm not recommending Salem. I'm recommending <laughs> something that I bought from Salem. <laughs> so I found this really cool like retro uh, video game store. And in that store, I found the holy grail of GameCube that no, very few people have, but anybody who's played it knows it's great. And I don't know if you've played it. Mario Kart Double Dash. Nope. I don't the, know. The best version of, of Mario, Mario Kart, Kart ever made. You get two players. You can swap in between. They each get their own special, like, when you hit a mystery box, they get their own special, like, weapon. You can swap in between. Use them simultaneously. You have great courses that they still redesign for each new one that has come. Double Dash was my childhood (laughs) for so long. And I pity that you did not get the chance to play it. <laughs> well, you have it, so I guess I can... Well, you can. We can play it together. I, have, I haven't unlocked it. Remember when yet. I beat you at a... Uh, Go to hell. Mar- what is that called? <laughs> you beat me in Mario, Mario Party. Then, oh, Mario Party, right. Yeah, yeah. then um, then you beat me in Smash. But I you beat you in Smash! But you have not beaten me in Mario Kart yet. <laughs> this, is, this is the holy grail of... And fuck. I don't even play video games, and you were talking so much yep. shit, and you were like, there's no way you're going to beat me. And I was like, okay, just tell me the buttons. What does this do? What does that do? And I won. Every time. I think this would change. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Mario Kart Double Dash mm-hmm. for all the people who don't have GameCubes. Um, I'm sure you could 
probably download it or something somewhere. Nope, no, you can't. You, like you, an emulator or whatever nope. they're called. I mean, maybe, but like, it's not going to be that great. Literally, the only way that you can get it is like eBay, Amazon, or like just finding Salem. it. Salem. And yeah, Salem. And most of the time, they range anywhere between like seventy to like two hundred dollars, depending on. What did you buy yours for? Uh, about like 130 because I Whoa! got, but I got like this bonus track in it that had all these like demos and all these um, trailers for video games that came out like in the same time frame. So I was like, okay, bucks, and it's in like pristine condition. I gotta check it out. Yeah, when we put this, <laughs> you gotta spit on once it. We the, <laughs> once we put this to bed. All right, cool. What movie are we doing uh, next? All right, so you remember when we did Princess Mononoke? Yes. So we are doing another Studio Ghibli film, uh, but one that is much sadder and much more realistic, and that is Grave of the Fireflies. I gotta write this down. I'm gonna forget it. This is for people that have not watched it yet. Um, be be emotionally prepared. For people that have watched it, don't watch it again. It's one of those films. <laughs> don't watch it it's, again. It's one of those films that, like it's Requiem. A one and done. It's yeah. It's like Requiem for a Dream. Like you can only watch it once and you know it's great, but that's it. Like you can <laughs> emotionally, you much. you just can't recover. All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm now a little intrigued. I, I don't know what the hell. I don't know what I'm expecting. Yeah, you'll I hope you hope it doesn't disappoint. I think you'll like it. All right, cool. Uh, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>